Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Soft Side of Cyber podcast. I am Rob Wood. I am joined by my co-founder, co-host, Frank Demizio. This is our inaugural episode, and we are focused today on empathy in cybersecurity, building on a, a recent article that we published on the site. So welcome, everyone. Hey, Frank, how you doing, buddy? What's up, man? Our first our first podcast. This is awesome. Right? Right? Um, it is. I'm excited about this. So Take us, you know, take us away. What are we? Uh... Yeah. So uh, thinking about empathy, right? Um, what are some of the steps that you think uh, security teams could take to uh, to understand you know, what their counterparts in, in, in organization in the organization uh, are doing? Well, I think there's there's like the big formal answer. Right? Like yeah. Design. Uh, you know, research and studies and all that. But I feel like you just, just get out there and talk to people or, yeah. or, you know, if, a, if you've ever been a developer and you've tried writing code yourself, I mean, you know, I'm an AppSec uh, fanboy, but like, you know, you try writing code yourself and you're like, wow, this is, this is freaking painful. <laughs> <laughs> and then you try writing secure code and you're like, Whoo! oh boy. Um, or like running your own server or something like, you know, you learn real quick, like how hard it can be, you know, kind of like trying to walk a mile in somebody else's shoes. Yeah, man. You know, and also just like, I feel like, you know, security and it's, it's deserved. We get a bad rap sometimes, but so you have to make sure that you're not a jerk, right? Like that helps. You know what I mean? So, you know, cause you're out there and folks are trying to do their best. And a lot of times we're showing up like, oh, you did your best work. That's great. No, you didn't do this. You didn't do that. Like you didn't do this. Uh, you know, I, yeah. expect expect your cool new tool to be, uh, you know, in production in in about eighteen months. Like we can't be those people. <laughs> I mean, it could be, but <laughs> I mean, you don't win many friends that way. No, yeah, yeah. So I mean, like I don't know about you, but like the last the last like production level code that I wrote, it was it was horrible, <laughs> absolutely horrible. Um, and yeah, I, you know, there's, there's a lot of, um, like we, we, we have a tendency as a, as a field to kind of like, you know, we like being the finger pointers, but not the, uh, you know, we don't, we don't like the mirror getting turned back on us or we don't, we don't kind of like walking in somebody else's shoes. So yeah. Yeah. I feel like just, just getting in there and doing it will give you an appreciation at least. Definitely. Yeah. So counter question, what role does leadership play in fostering a culture of empathy within an organization, whether it's within your security team or within your, your org as a broader, bigger sense. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to go with the good old line. Sometimes you got to fake it till you make it right. And, and cause so there, you know, in organizations there's, you know, there's competing priorities, there's tensions, there's, you know, there's all kinds of, of different things going on. And oftentimes there are, some real difficulties, especially, uh, you know, that flow down through the organization. Um, yeah. But you have to keep your eye on the prize, right? And 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 I think, um, I, and I, I think we wrote about this a, a, a couple of weeks ago. You know, the whole idea of, of commiserating is is homey and nice, and yeah, you know, they're those, those upset guys are jerks, right? You know, like that whole that whole oh. thing. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's a nerve um but um you know it, 
kind of have to, you know, put all that aside and, and, and be the person that you want your organization to be and, yeah. and hope that culture kind of flows down. Yeah. I like that. I think the, I, I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely a thing, you know, in any kind of leadership capacity, you can, you can obviously have a big impact on the the place that you're working or the team that you're leading, what have you. Something that I don't think we really talk about enough though in, I mean, we kind of encourage it to other people like, you know, like do the job before you've got the job. Mm -hmm. If you're not in a, like you don't have designated leadership authority, you can still, you can still walk the walk and you can still make an impact here. And like, there's this, um, there's this guy, Seth Godin, he's this marketer and Ted talk speaker and author and all that. He's, he's a, he's a funny, witty dude. And his idea, the way he communicates his ideas is just great. But he wrote this book a few years ago called, um, called tribes. And one of the things that I love in that book is he's talking about like how ideas spread and how like anybody, regardless of the, the place and the organization they're at can be like the leader of a tribe. You need to have like a passion, a following, and and you just need to like kind of lean in and, and just keep doing it. He says it much more articulately. That's why he wrote the book. But <laughs> you, sh- you should definitely check it out if you haven't. It's a fun, quick, very insightful read. And I feel like, you know, it's something that like, let's say you're you're like an on the front lines uh pen tester or forensics uh, uh, incident responder, or you're doing vulnerability management or you're writing policy or what have you, like you're in a great position to kind of just demonstrate empathy for the people who are on the other side of whatever work you're doing, right? Like you don't need your manager's yeah. approval to do it, just do it. And you're going to start building these more like, you know, these, these like closer hold relationships and such. And that's just going to, it's going to have kind of a trickle up effect, which trickle up and out. Yeah, I love that because, you know, for coming from the incident response side, right, I think, um, you know, we do all the we do a lot of defense. Right. Yeah. But then your incident, your incident responders are almost like. Like your backstop, like, hey, we're going to help you do all this defense. But even when all that fails, you know, here we come like we're still going to have your back. And so, you know, kind of working through working through that, like pre you know, disaster is, um, I think that could build a lot of trust and, and that could be a more kind of, um, like a, a more accessible way into the security org because it's not, you know, like we're, we're not telling them, no, you can't do that. No, you can't have that code. No, that's vulnerable. No, you can't, you know, we're not. And so, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of laying the groundwork for, uh, to, to help out. And so, you know, I think that, 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 People could, um, folks can 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 relate to that a little bit a little bit easier, um, and it, you know, and then I can introduce you to my friends who are going to tell you, uh, you know, <laughs> we, you're going to need some help with this ATO, buddy. Like you know, things like that. Thing is, yeah, you know, getting the getting this uh, this test set up, getting this tool stood up, uh, you know, this budget thing done, you know, whatever the whatever the thing is, yeah, right, yeah, I I love that. Um, all right, so. <clears throat> so one other question for you, how do we, how do we balance the need for security priorities 
and what everything, you know, what everyone else and what everything, you know, like everything else that's happening because like working in security, you know, there's kind of this mantra that like what we do is really important. You know, we don't want the big bad hackers to come in and things to fall over and break and breaches to happen and all that stuff. It's like, how do like, how do you kind of set those things aside? So that way people don't get all bent out of shape and, and you're not like stack ranking your needs above what everyone else's needs are. Because, you know, I feel like if I, like my last uh, few roles were, um, were all in the, like, like the startup scene. And so if I'm, if I'm trying to make money as an organization, you know, security may not be the best way to do it. Yeah. yeah. Well, so I I have the easy answer. Just put the security people in charge of all the money, and then things will work out. I think. You think, you think people will listen? <laughs> no, I think that's a horrible idea. I yeah. think <laughs> probably is. I think we'd have a lot of cool things, and uh, maybe not get a lot, a whole lot uh, done business wise. Yeah, um, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, you know, seriously, I think. Um, you know, going out to the, to, you know, to the parts of your organization, uh, especially I think, you know, in a, in a, in a, a business that's, that's, that's built to, to make widgets, mm-hmm. like find out, I mean, you need to get down and dirty in the, in the widget makers, right? Like, you know, what are they doing? What's their problems? Like, how does that work? You know, it's so it reminds me a little bit of, uh, of the, the part uh, of uh, the Phoenix project where, and I'm horrible with names, so I'm going to destroy all that, but where they're standing up on top, looking at the, at the systems that are, are, are building, um, you know, running the factory. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so you need to do that, right. You need to understand and, 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 and have that make sure as a leader, you have the mindset, but also you, like you need to build a culture of, Security is not going to be the most important thing. Yeah, almost ever, like never. It's it's just it's just not right. The, the the organization doesn't exist if we don't sell widgets. And so all the cybersecurity in the world isn't going to do anything if we're not selling any widgets. We're all going to go home and try and do you know and look for something else to do. So you know I I think get you know just kind of talking to folks and finding out, you know, what their, what their gripes are and, and, and doing things about it. Like, you know, little things like, uh, uh, you know, my, my computer times out, you know, I, I, I run a, a thing that takes 15 minutes and my, and, and my screen times out after 10 minutes and that's annoying. Well, you know, okay, <laughs> we can fix that. You know, that's a thing that, that that's relatively easy to, to, to fix. Um, you just, just yeah. listening to folks is, 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 underrated man it is it is um you know i i think one one thing that i found helpful and and this was mainly in the context of like the being on the receiving end of a third-party risk management process where like another organization sending you questionnaires and all that and you've got the salespeople freaking out because they want to get the thing done immediately like i i put out this uh this funny video that i just I cracked myself up making it a few weeks ago of just Chris Farley in um, oh, Black Sheep, uh, like rolling down the hill, uh, just getting like beat up on and like the security, like kind of um, caricaturizing the security team dealing with a, the third party risk management process. And 
Cause that's, that is definitely how it feels. Like you're just, you're just getting assaulted on all angles. Like they send it over, you know, they don't want to accept your SOC two. They don't want to sec- accept your, uh, uh, you know, whatever certifications or attestations you have. Uh, they don't want to accept previous answers. Like everything you're just kind of expected to conform and just deal with it. It's like pain. You just got to deal with and and you can you can sit there and just get frustrated by it, or you can recognize that like the salesperson is there. They're not trying to be annoying. They're trying to win, you know, massive enterprise. Like because the organizations who are typically difficult to deal with from the consumer side or the receiving side are the big companies. And what goes with big companies? Big contracts. And so, is a big contract good for your company? Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> if you've got an equity stake in it or something, like yeah, you probably want to help do that thing. And so you know, kind of framing it for yourself, even in that perspective, like I'm doing this to help that process and help this deal move forward. And then you can kind of, you can unpack that a little bit more and like, all right, Mr. And Mrs. CEO or other, other senior leaders of this organization, you know, security has helped the sales process do X, Y, and Z more efficiently and effectively. Like we've not got caught up in this stage, you know, like the sales pipeline is, looks like this. And this part of our of the pipeline, you know, we turn around like that, like we're really efficient. So that's, you know, that's you, the security team as an enabler. Yeah. And so I just this weekend read uh, a couple of different things about how important cybersecurity is to uh, to investors. And so. You know, folks that are looking to, to put to uh, to put money into uh, into organizations are really kind of looking at the the cybersecurity um, stance of an organization before they decide to buy stock or invest or you know do, you know however they're going to um, put their money towards the organization. And I think that that's I mean that's that's huge, right? That's a a crazy idea for me. Like you know, um, so you know, of course I. I heard it and then I went all the way down the rabbit hole, but there, you know, there's studies out there. It's super interesting. If you want to lose a Saturday afternoon, I highly advise you uh, start, start reading about the, about cybersecurity and, and uh, investment strategy. I love it. <clears throat> Fantastic. All right. Well, so I think that's all we got the time for. We're trying to keep this nice and short and sweet. So thank you everyone. Hope you enjoyed this first episode with the Soft Side of Cyber podcast. Uh, I'm Rob Wood, Frank Demizio here joining me as always. Uh, thanks so much, everyone. Have an awesome rest of your day.